0: Envision this. Your patient is a 67-year-old male who comes to the emergency department because of difficulty breathing. I'm having trouble getting enough air. He gasps. I used to be able to walk to the store down the street, now I have to stop at least three times to catch my breath. It's bad at night, too, especially when I lie flat, so I have to sleep on the recliner. On examination, his respiratory rate is 22 breaths per minute. You note pitting edema to his mid-shin and hear crackles in his lungs. The rest of his exam is unremarkable. What medication will you immediately give to your patient? And how will you explain the effects of the medication? Welcome to Audio Bricks. This is Ed Barnes breaking down loop diuretics in your ears. After completing this brick, you will be able to 1. Define what loop diuretics are and list their clinical indications. 2. Name the most commonly used loop agent and its alternative. 3. Describe the mechanism of action of loop diuretics. And 4. List the possible adverse effects of loop diuretics and describe how they interact with other drugs. Part 1. What are loop diuretics? Loop diuretics are potent for numerous reasons. They work midway through the nephron, where much of the filtered sodium and water have not yet been reabsorbed. They block the formation of the concentration gradient used for the reabsorption of water. And they increase renal blood flow, which increases the volume of sodium and water filtered into the renal tubule. These culminate in a large-volume diuresis, or loss of salt and water that can allow emergent correction of volume overload states such as congestive heart failure, also known as CHF. In this brick, we will take a detailed look at the mechanism of action of loop diuretics. We will also closely examine the indications for potential side effects of these diuretics, which, as her name suggests, work on the loop of Hindley. Loop diuretics are first-line drugs for the management of severe edema, especially pulmonary edema seen in CHF. They have some other important uses also, including improving urine output in patients who have acute or chronic kidney disease, treating hyponatremia in the syndrome of inappropriate antidiuretic hormone, or SIADH, treating severe hyperkalemia, and treating severe hypercalcemia. Unlike thiazide diuretics, they are not very useful in treating primary hypertension. Part 2 what are commonly used loop diuretics? Furosemide is the most common loop agent used. Chemically, furosemide, bumetonide, and torsemide are similar because of their sulfonamide group. For patients with sulfa drug sensitivity, an alternative loop diuretic is ethacrynic acid. The precise nature of sulfa allergies is controversial and murky and it is still disputed whether the sulfa groups are to blame for the allergic reactions observed with loop diuretics. Let's pause for a quiz. What loop diuretics can be used in patients with sulfa drug sensitivity? Ethacrinic acid can be used in patients with sulfa drug sensitivity. Part 3. What is the mechanism of action of loop diuretics? The key to understanding how any diuretic works is knowing where along the nephron the diuretic blocks sodium reabsorption. Loop diuretics, as their name suggests, work in the loop of Hindley, about halfway along the nephron in the ascending limb of the loop of Hindley. More specifically, loop diuretics act as inhibitors of the sodium-potassium-2-chloride cotransporter, or NKCC which is in the luminal membrane of the thick ascending limb of the loop of Henle, As the name suggests, the NKCC co-transporter facilitates movement of sodium, potassium, and chloride from the lumen into the tubular epithelial cells. When loop diuretics block this co-transporter, it causes a higher concentration of sodium and chloride to remain in the lumen. Since water follows the higher solute concentration, osmosis, this leads to significant loss of water and sodium in the urine. This potent diuretic effect makes loop diuretics particularly useful for severe volume overload in conditions like CHF with pulmonary edema. They are also used commonly in renal disease in which low glomerular filtration and or protein loss in the urine, also known as nephrotic syndrome, may contribute to the severe edema. Here's another quiz. How do loop diuretics help patients with fluid overload in conditions like congestive heart failure or pulmonary edema? Loop diuretics help patients with fluid overload in conditions like congestive heart failure or pulmonary edema because they increase the excretion of sodium and water into the urine, reducing blood volume and preload. As we've discussed, loop diuretics increase the loss of sodium and water in the urine, Interestingly, loop diuretics combined with normal saline may be used to treat uvolemic or normovolemic hyponatremia due to SIDH. SIADH patients have a very high antidiuretic hormone level, usually due to a tumor or to release by the posterior pituitary in response to a drug or central nervous system condition. The high ADH leads to excessive renal water reabsorption and a drop in the serum sodium concentration. But Wait! Why would we want to lose sodium with a loop diuretic in patients who already have hyponatremia? It turns out that in SIADH, excess ADH causes the kidney to reabsorb too much free water. In this specific setting of high ADH levels, loop diuretics act to increase the loss of free water in the urine. They do this by limiting the kidney's ability to concentrate the urine, allowing the kidney to excrete less concentrated urine, even in the setting of inappropriately high ADH levels. Let's pivot to describe the potassium diuresis associated with loop diuretics. Since intracellular potassium is quite high, thanks to the sodium potassium ATPase, in order to have a gradient for potassium reabsorption throughout the sodium potassium 2 chloride cotransporter, is also a potassium channel in the apical membrane that secretes potassium. As potassium is reabsorbed by the ATPase, an equal amount is secreted by this channel. So normally, there's generally not a significant net level of reabsorption or secretion of potassium in the loop. Loop diuretics do indirectly cause potassium diuresis, largely by increasing urine flow during the sodium and water diuresis. An increase in urine flow increases potassium loss in the distal nephron. Since loop diuretics induce urine potassium loss, they're important in treating severe hyperkalemia, usually greater than 5.5 mEq per liter, which can lead to arrhythmias and sudden death. There is also a calcium and magnesium diuresis with the use of loop diuretics. The NKCC cotransporter also contributes to a transepithelial potential difference that drives reabsorption of calcium and magnesium. This difference in potential is created by the movement of potassium into the lumen through the potassium channel. This gives the lumen a positive charge, enhancing paracellular calcium and magnesium reabsorption. When loop diuretics inhibit the ATPase, there is less of a gradient for potassium to move from the tubule into the lumen, and the lumen has a less positive charge, so there is less of a drive for calcium and magnesium to move back. Hence, instead of being reabsorbed, more calcium and magnesium stay in the lumen and are lost in the urine. This action is the reason that loop diuretics are used along the normal saline to treat acute hypercalcemia, such as in patients with malignancy. Loop diuretics also have indirect vascular effects. They cause local dilation of renal veins by increasing prostaglandin synthesis in those veins. Such dilation facilitates reabsorption of sodium and water by decreasing interstitial hydrostatic pressure. In contrast, loop diuretics cause minimal systemic arterial dilation, so they are not as useful as thiazide diuretics for treating hypertension. However, they can dilate renal afferent arterioles by limiting tubular glomerular feedback. This will cause an increase in renal blood flow and glomerular filtration rate. This contributes to the massive water diuresis associated with loop diuretics. Let's stop for another quiz. Which electrolyte imbalances can be treated with loop diuretics? Hyponatremia due to SIADH, hypercalcemia, and hyperkalemia can be treated with loop diuretics. Part 4 What are some possible adverse reactions to loop diuretics? Most side effects of loop diuretics are related to undesirable changes to the balance of fluid and electrolytes. Excessive use of loop diuretics can cause too much excretion of total body sodium, leading to the depletion of extracellular fluid volume. The decrease in extracellular volume can have serious consequences, including hypotension, reduced glomerular filtration rate, like in pre-renal acute kidney injury, and decreased cardiac preload. These adverse developments, in turn, can lead to low cardiac output, dizziness, or even syncope if volume depletion is severe enough. Volume depletion in patients with liver disease can decrease clearance of toxic metabolites and increase the risk of hepatic encephalopathy, with symptoms like confusion or disorientation. Let's pause for a quiz. Loop diuretics can cause depletion of extracellular fluid volume and poor circulation, increasing the risk of which conditions? Loop diuretics can cause depletion of extracellular fluid volume and poor circulation, increasing the risk of hypotension, reduced GFR, and hepatic encephalopathy. Other adverse effects of loop diuretics include hypokalemia and metabolic alkalosis. The increased loss of salt and water from the renal tubules lead to increased urinary excretion of potassium and hydrogen. Sodium flow and water flow increases in the distal tubule and volume depletion stimulates the renin-angiotensin-aldosterone system. Both events cause an increase in the secretion of potassium and hydrogen in the collecting duct, leading to hypokalemia and metabolic alkalosis. This means patients with CHF who take loop diuretics should be monitored carefully because hypokalemia increases the risk of cardiac arrhythmias. This is especially true in those CHF patients taking digoxin. This drug's substantial toxic effects are greatly increased by hypokalemia. Using loop diuretics for patients with hypokalemia is not recommended because they cause so much potassium to be lost in the kidney. Thus, loop diuretics are referred to as potassium wasting diuretics. For these patients, a potassium sparing diuretic such as spironolactone is very useful. Also, the decreased reabsorption and hence increased urinary excretion of calcium and magnesium may lead to hypocalcemia and hypomagnesemia, although these are usually very mild. Let's pause for a quiz. Loop diuretics can cause hypokalemia, and hypomagnesemia, which increase the risk of which condition? Loop diuretics can cause hypokalemia and hypomagnesemia, which increase the risk of cardiac arrhythmia. Another adverse effect is ototoxicity, which occurs most frequently with rapid IV administration. Ototoxicity can present as tinnitus, hearing impairment, or deafness, usually reversible, vertigo, or a sense of fullness in the ears. Ethocrinic acid appears to cause ototoxicity more often than the other loop diuretics, so it should be used in patients who cannot tolerate other loop diuretics. There are contraindications to the use of loop diuretics. Loop diuretics should not be used in anuric individuals with acute kidney injury or chronic kidney disease. They will not work if there is no renal function and the risk of ototoxicity may increase. Loop diuretics, except for ethacrynic acid, are contraindicated in patients with sulfa allergy. Non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, or NSAIDs, such as aspirin and ibuprofen, can decrease the efficacy of loop diuretics by inhibiting the prostaglandins that mediate the diuretics' vasodilatory effect. Therefore, they should not be used together. Exercise caution in combining loop diuretics with other ototoxic drugs, such as high-dose aspirin, aminoglycosides, and platinum-based chemotherapeutic agents. And that brings us to the end of our discussion on loop diuretics. Now, let's recap to see if we've completed our goals. First, are you able to name the primary condition for which we use loop diuretics? Loop diuretics are potent and culminate in large-volume diuresis, loss of salt and water, and are used for congestive heart failure. Next, can you name the four loop diuretics? Furosemide, bumetanide, torsemide all contain sulfa, and ethacritic acid is sulfa-free, so it can be used in patients with a sulfa allergy. Next, can you describe the site of action of loop diuretics? Loop diuretics work in the ascending limb of the loop of Henle in the nephron. This specifically inhibit the NKCC cold transporter on the apical membrane that leads to sodium and water excretion. Finally, are you able to describe the main adverse effect of loop diuretics? Due to the sodium and water excretion, volume depletion is the main adverse reaction associated with loop diuretics. Other adverse effects include hypokalemia, metabolic alkalosis, hypocalcemia, and hypomagnesemia. And that's it. Armed with your newfound knowledge of loop diuretics, let's get back to the patient from the beginning of this episode. Your patient is a 67-year-old male presenting to the ED with difficulty breathing, pitting edema to his mid-shin, and you hear crackles in his lungs. What medication could you give him? How do you explain the effects of the medication? You administer furosemide and admit your patient for further treatment of his CHF. The next morning, he reports that he feels less shortness of breath, You explain that furosemide increases salt and water excretion so that the fluid that had built up in various parts of his body, such as the lungs, can be removed. Your patient says, well that makes sense to me, because I was up half the night peeing. I was wondering where all that water came from. And that's it for our show. Make sure to like and subscribe if you like what you hear. And remember, your feedback helps us improve. You can enjoy the full Brick experience online at www.usmole-rx.com, complete with illustrations, questions, flashcards, and active learning. So go check that out if you haven't already. Until next time.